noted it before. All right, how about let's get started. First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 17. <clears throat> we'll kick in there. How many of y'all are excited about tomorrow? Getting together and be with family. I can't hardly wait. We have, to, we have a good time. We have a good time. And that's just a blessing from the Lord. First uh, Chronicles chapter 17, I'll start at verse 1. If you can and feel like it, you can stand and we'll read about 10 verses here. <laughs> I, hey, y'all, I got me a new Bible. Well, it's got bigger letters. I can see I can see the thing. And it's not so big that I give out holding it, you know. So I, I'm, I think it is a new King James, so it might read a little, it might be a little different, but not much. So let's go with uh, chapter 17, 1 Chronicles. Now it came to pass when David was dwelling in his house that David said to Nathaniel the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under uh, tent curtains. And then Nathan said to David, do all that's in your heart, for God's with you. In other words, uh, Lord, uh, David's just saying, you know, man, I've got a nice cedar house here, but the Lord's still living out there in the, in the tent. It says, but it happened that night that the word of the God came to Nathan saying, you go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, you shall not build me a house to dwell in. For I have not dwelled in a house since the time that I brought you up, uh, brought up Israel even to this day, but have gone from tent to tent and from one tabernacle to another. Wherever I have moved about with all, uh, all Israel, have I ever spoken a word to any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded uh, to shepherd my people, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? I, I've never asked for it. Now therefore, thus saith... <clears throat> Now therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you've gone, and, I have, cu and have cut off all your enemies from, before you, and have made you a name like the name of the great men who are on the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Wow. For shall the sons of uh, nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them any more as previously, since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. Also, I will subdue all of your enemies, and furthermore, I tell you that the Lord will build you a house. I like that. The Lord will build. Father, we thank you for your word. Just pray that you'll take me and anoint me to be able to glorify your name, to lift you up, to praise you, to speak the truth, God. Use me as an instrument in your hand, Lord. I need you. And Father, it is just good to be here in your house with your people and in your presence. Ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord will build. I, I'm, 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 I'm glad that the Lord is a builder and that He's working. As I, and I'm, I'm going to move on from what I read. I just wanted to, to, to look at that and read that and get that in her head. But here's the deal, and I just wrote this down. God, God is not dependent on what I can build for Him. But thanks be to God that He is building 
for me. Amen? Wow, yes, yes, yeah. And so I want to go, if you will, let's go over to the New Testament and go into uh, <clears throat> Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews 11. Joel, when he picks up his Bible, it just falls open to Hebrews. Yeah, that's where, uh, that's where he stays. That's good. Uh, I missed the last one. Last Wednesday night you were here. Well, well, I missed that one. Um, but just speaking about God being, uh, that he's building. First thing I want us to look at is that he's building, he's building a place for our future. He's building a place for our future. Hebrews 11, 9, 10 says, By faith he sojourned, and this is talking about Abraham. By faith Abraham sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. And I don't, just, don't, don't run by that too quick. I want you to know what a blessing it is to know that the promise that I have can be passed on to my children and my children's children. Amen? They, they were heirs of the promise too. Isaac was. Jacob was. He just went right on down. I love that. I love that. For he looked, they talk about Abraham, for he looked for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker is God. I am glad that God is building for me a place to spend eternity with him. I am so thankful. Aren't you glad that there's just a whole lot more than just living what we're doing here and kicking the bucket. You know, no. But this, this, is just a, this is just a launching pad here to something wonderful and great that God is building. And I loved it. Whenever I, when I read that about David, you know, and it said, you tell David that I'm going to build him a house. Woohoo! I just like that. I like that. I like that. Because I believe God, God's building me a house. Now I know it's, a little different there, and we may look at some of that, you know, with David. He's, and David, he's talking about, when he, when he talks about David building David a house, David was going to build him a house, talking about the, the temple or a place, to, you know, for, the, uh, for God to dwell. And the Lord had other things in mind. And David wasn't going to be the one to build that temple. Solomon, his son, would do that. <clears throat> but I can assure you one thing. What God had in mind for Solomon to build was a lot bigger than a cedar house. It was, it, was a whole big, it was another whole ball game. He said, but I'll take care of that and you're not going to do that. But what I want to tell you though is that I'm building something for you through your house, talking about his family, his lineage. Oh man, a house that's going to last forever. Building through that and, and through his lineage would come Jesus Christ. God's still working. God's still building. And I'm a part of that. And I'm so thankful for that. Now listen, John 14, 1 and 4. You know that. You know it well. It says, and this is Jesus talking. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. Then he says what? I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to go build. Man, I tell you what, I'm kind of, you think about it, Jesus was a carpenter. He is a builder. Boy, he is a builder. And he's preparing, he is preparing a place. And he says, if I go to prepare a place, I'll come again to receive you 
to myself that where you are, where I am, there ye may be also. And he says, you know the way. And that's where John uh, Thomas said, well, we don't know where you're going, so how do we know the way? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is working. Jesus is building. He's, it's, he's, he's, he's preparing the place. I love the fact that God is building a place for my future. How about y'all? My future. I got a future. I got a, a hope and a future. I believe that's what he promised to the children of Israel. I know the plan that I have for you to give you a, a hope and a future. And we got that. And uh, so tomorrow, tomorrow, maybe you might well say, thank you, Lord, that I have a home in heaven. Now we can be thankful for that. My, my, my. But the second thing, as I look at this, is that he's building, he's building a place for my faith. He's building a place for my faith. So let's look at, uh, let's look at Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. <clears throat> we'll start at verse 13. He's building a place for my faith. And you know what that, you know what, what that is that he's building? That's the church. See, I, by faith, by faith, I place my faith in Jesus Christ and I am a part of his body. I'm a part of his church that he is building and he's still building that church. And that's the reason that I'm, I'm thankful that I can pass that promise that I have on to my children, grandchildren, so that they too can be a part of that building, of that church. So uh, he's, a, he's a builder. He'll build it. He's doing the building. Matthew 16. Verse 13 says when, Jesus, it says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto him, them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're the Messiah. You're the promised one. <laughs> you're the one in that. Uh, you're the one in that building. You're building for David. That's the the son of David, the Messiah. <clears throat> and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. He's a builder, isn't he? He's building his church, too. Woo! Can we say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm a part of that building. I'm a part of your church. See, there's a lot of people. I heard somebody on, say something today on radio, something about the vast majority of the people on earth are going to live their life in vain because they're not going to come to know him. Yeah, they're just not coming to know I'm so thankful that I know him and that I am part of the body of Christ. He's building his church and I'm a part of it. Oh, it's good. That's just good. You know, that's just good because I always stop and think what makes me any better than anybody else? 
What makes me special? That I'm, I'm part of that church. What did I do? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to ask that. Why? Why am I here? Why am I a believer? Why have I my faith in it? Why? Is it because I'm just, I'm just a doggone smart? So bow intelligent. I'm just a, I'm just a cut above most people, I reckon. No, it's the grace and mercy of a living God. I just give him praise, okay? So I'm going to thank him for the building that he's building, and I'm going to thank him that, he's, that he has allowed me and let me be a part of that church. And I give him glory. I give him glory. Because if I want to think that I got any little piece of part of it, that's going to give me a little bit of glory. And the Apostle Paul said, God forbid that I glory in anything save the cross of Jesus Christ. Woo! Good, amen? amen. All right, y'all sound good for a little crowd. <laughs> but he's building that church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's the reason I got a home in heaven. Because the gates of hell ain't going to prevail. I got the home, he's preparing it for me. He's making the building, the, he's building the church and he's, he's put me as a part of it. I have plenty to thank him for tomorrow. Amen? Amen. Yes. And then uh, and, and with the same thought of building this church, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2. If you're there, say amen. All right, we got about 15 more yet to get there. Ephesians 2, 19, verse 19. Here's Apostle Paul says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. That right there. If you can put your name in there, if he's talking to you, you can say hallelujah, thank you Jesus. I'm a part of the household of God. And he, then it goes, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And who, what foundation was that? The apostles and the prophets. It was Jesus Christ himself being the, corners, the chief cornerstone. You know over in, 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 in 1 Corinthians, Paul talked about uh, the, God using him as a wise master builder, but he says, he, he, he's built. You got to build on the right foundation, and in, in the, the there there you can't lay a different foundation. The only foundation there is is Jesus Christ. There is no other. That's the foundation. That's the church is built on that. That's the rock that the church is built on. It's built on Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And he says, and you, you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together, groweth into a holy temple in, into, in the Lord. So that's, that's the church. That's us. You're part of it. You're that building. In whom also, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Mm-mm-mm. God inhabits me through the Spirit of God dwelling in me because I am a part of the household of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I can thank him more. I tell you. Now let's go. Let's go to this next one. What time is it here? Well, we're doing, we're doing good. We're doing good. We might get out of here early. Start celebrating. 
real quick. Um, number three. And I just, I, this is the way I, the kind of way I said it anyway. He's building a heritage in our family. I believe that. I stand on that. I, that's my hope. That's my hope. <clears throat> if you will, go to Psalms. Psalms 127. Psalms 127. This is right there in the middle of what's known as the uh, Songs of Ascent. Psalms of Ascent. It's been said that the uh, pilgrims that would make the journey for the three major uh, festivals that God or in Deuteronomy told them three times a year you go up and, uh, you know, you, <laughs> boy, I like this. It was good. He said, I forget where it's in Deuteronomy anyway. He says three times a year you come up to Jerusalem, you know, to worship the Lord's sacrifice and don't come empty-handed. You bring, you bring a sacrifice. A prize. You, bring, you bring something to the Lord. And, I, you know, I just, I love that. I mean, and, and, what, and I said it here tonight down at nursing home. You can come and bring the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, uh, thanking God for who he is. Just a sacrifice. And... Uh, but in Psalms 127, let's look at that real quick. Psalms 127. Anyway, these, these Psalms of Ascent, uh, they, they said that they were singing. They're all short. They're all real short. And, um, or fairly short. And they would sing them. And they, there's, I think, 15 of them. But four of them were attributed to David. You can, you can look through there and you'll find where they're, they're uh, you know, it'll, it'll say a, a Song of Ascent of David. But only one that was of Solomon. And that's this one, Psalm 127. So listen to what he says. <clears throat> Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows, for, he, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Then he goes on to say, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Sometimes I've wondered about that. <laughs> the Lord knows my heart. I, that is true what I just read. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior... So are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. It says, they shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Now some of your Bibles will say, that man. It says, happy is the man who his quiver full of them. Then it will, it will say, that man shall not be ashamed. That's what he's talking about, is that man. That man shall not be ashamed. Uh, when when he will when he speaks with his enemies at the gate. So what? So let's look at that. Let's just look at that real quick. The guy just I, I love that. But the first thing, one uh, verses one and two, that that first section of it there. Basically, what it is saying: unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Okay. So I mean, 
That's just the way it is. Now, who, who was writing this? Who, or we think so. Solomon. Solomon is what it says. Who built a temple? Solomon built the temple. I believe that Solomon knew that God was in that. If you can go, you can go read, that's when Solomon was seeking the Lord and the Lord was moving and doing mighty things there and building a magnificent temple and God was doing it. Because let me tell you, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, your labor in vain to try to build it. I believe, and, 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 and let, let, me, let me throw this in for a quick. When he was building the temple, it was a God thing and God wanted everybody to know it was a God thing because you know, you, you know what was not heard around that place? Wasn't nobody swinging a hammer. Wasn't nobody doing no beating or banging or nothing. Wasn't heard. I got that here somewhere. Yeah. First Kings 6 and 7. And the house, when it was in building, was built of stone, made ready before it was brought there, so that there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was in building. In other words, they bring the rocks out, they went right in place, they fit. It was a God thing. It was God building the house. Because if men are going to do it, it's in vain. I don't care. That, that, that works in everything. Unless God's doing the work, you're doing it in vain. If you're trying to do His work, you're doing it in vain. Just depend on Him. And I, do, and I, and I realize that. I, I do. I have to depend on Him. I, you know, I wish I, had a, I, wish I, could, I wish I had good sense and knew how to do things. But I don't. I know that. So I depend on him. I depend on him. And uh, so it, it, the verses 1 and 2 basically is, your laboring alone, just you, is vain. Is vain. But then, and, I, and, it, and, and before I leave there, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Think about what I just said. Think about somebody that's supposed to be on watch guarding the city. He's sitting there. He's guarding the city. He's looking at everything, everything. Going, ain't nothing going on. And I'm keeping, I'm keeping anything from happening here. I'm, 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 I've got it, man. I've got it. You ain't got nothing. If it, if it's not God keeping the city, it sure ain't you. You think you may think you are, but you ain't. You're do, it's in vain. Always remember that. Be there. Do, if you're the watchman, watch the city. But watch the city knowing that ultimately it's God that's going to take care of these people, not me. It's God, hey, it's God that's going to take care of my family, not me. I, don't, I, I, I can't do that. That's too, big of, that's too big of a burden for me. I have to depend on him. If, I, if it's just me, it's in vain. God has to build the house. I depend on him. And that's a good thing. Because if you're trying to do it yourself, you're going to be upset with yourself when it don't work. Because it ain't going to work. It's going to work through God. Working with you, in you, through you. Trusting in Him. I like that. And I, th and I think about the family and, I, and trying to take care of my family. It's like you're watching over the city for protection. You want to protect? How many of y'all, 
feel like that, that your children are so much more protected when they're right close to you than they, when they are when they're off with somebody else. <laughs> Folks, if God ain't taking care of them, it don't matter where they are. It's, that's you. You think you're taking care of them. God's taking care of them. Realize that. And I want to thank God for doing that. He's in, he, he's working. I, I, I will do, I will do my best. I will try to follow him. I'll try to serve him. I'll try to do things that I, that I think I, I need to do. But ultimately, I got to realize that it's God. And if it's not him, it's in vain. Mm. So, it's a, you know, it's a, that's in vain. And then it says, and it's vain for you to rise up early. Now listen to this now. Because I'm go, I'm, when I move down to the next section, it's, it's going to mean something. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows. And I, I, I read some other translations. I can't remember exactly now. But basically what it's saying is, it's, you know, you're, you're, going all, you're getting up early and going all day long into the night just wearing yourself, slam out trying to accomplish and get things done and, and, and be successful, whatever it takes. And, and all you wind up here with aggravation and disappointment. It's all right. But, you get, but you, you're working hard at it. You're giving it all you got to be aggravated. Okay? There's nothing for Derisa to do that. And then, he, and then just to kind of throw a little something in there to make you feel sick. So he gives, uh, he gives his beloved sleep. In other words, knock yourself out. Go to sleep aggravated because you just ain't, it ain't happening for you and you can't have sleep. But I want to remind you, he gives his beloved sleep. Just lean on him. Everything, everything you do is in vain apart from him. And, and, and I think that's what he, he's, he's, he's wanting to get across to us. But all of a sudden then, ain't this, ain't this the kicker? He goes from, from that, here we've got somebody striving and working and trying to do and provide and be everything and get, giving it all he's got and running himself till you give slam out trying to get to, to do something for everybody and say that everybody's taking care of whatever it is we do with our life. And then he moves in and says, behold, children. Now what's he do? He shifts to your family. To the family. Families, that's what's important. Listen, when you come to the end of life and your children and grandchildren walk by here, it's, it's the relationship that you had with them, with them and the love that you've shown and was with them, not the time you spent somewhere trying to make something, do something, and take care of them and see that they had all they needed and everyone, all of that kind of stuff. No, it's, it's, it's the relationship. Families are so important. Hey, let me ask you this. Would, do you think that our country would be in better shape if our families were in better shape? Are they important? Do you think that, it, do you think that our, our country would be more successful if the family unit was, that was better? You know, how, much, how much money does our government pour into situations that are there created because there's no family? Hey, Family, is, it's important that focus on that. 
Focus on your family. Be there for them. As a a matter of fact, what's one of the best things you can do for your family? You pray for them. Not not only pray for them, just pray to God about them. Pray to God and say, Lord, I'm doing the best I can to watch them, but you better take care of them. I'm the watchman, but I know it don't matter. I'm doing all I can. But I, I'm pretty weak and I mess up. I understand, I know that. And I'm depending on you and I'm praying and asking, you take my children. You make them what you want them to be. I want them to serve you. I want the promise that I have in my heart, I want it passed on to them. I've tried to put it in there and sometimes it's, it seems like it's in there and sometimes it seems like it ain't. But I'm trusting in you that you're going to see that it does get there. And they're going to be people that love you and serve you. And then their children's going to do the same. That is the most important thing you can accomplish in your life while on this earth. That's pretty good preaching. That's, and, and, and you, know, you know the reason why it's really good? Because I'm preaching to myself. You know, when you preach to yourself, you can really tell the truth. But I preach to myself. I... I want to to trust God because I know that I come up short. And I don't want to live my life in vain. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. The arm of flesh will fail. It will. But the Lord's not going to fail. It's not going to fail. And I just just love the the, the thoughts as he moves moves into this. Behold... uh, Children are, are heritage of the Lord through the womb uh, is a reward. This, this is good thing. See, this goes in contrast with knocking yourself out and going to bed frustrated and knowing you've got to get up early and do it again. Okay? Through the womb, it's a reward. And like ours in the hands of a warrior, so are the, the, the children of one's youth. It's, 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 it's productive. It's a good thing. It's powerful. It's your family. Putting your, thinking about your family. But then it goes on. As I got through this first section, I talked about the fellow, you know, he's sitting there eating bread of sorrows. Now contrast that with the fellow that happy is the man whose quiver full of them. That man shall not be ashamed when he, sit, when he, when he speaks with uh, his enemies in the gate. <clears throat> Sitting at the gate and, and, and speaking with the enemies, right? You know what? You know what? And, I, and, I, and I know that in their culture, that was the, the gates was like the center of business where things and transactions, like maybe even the seat of the government and that sort of thing. And this is where we're going to discuss things. And the people that were there were people of affluence and affluent and people of wisdom. Those, it, was, it was good, successful. People there. And that's who that man was. And what, what made him? It was because he, I, he had a good family. I believe that. He had a family that he cared about. He knew that. And, he, and that's what he, that's, he, he put, he put them in the hands of the Lord. And the, the, in other words, I put this, the, the, first, two, the first two verses, you're, you're laboring alone is in vain. The, uh, verses three, four, and five, God's blessing of family is prosperous. How many people in this country would be a lot better off if they had a family unit? Would be prosperous. 
They're, they're homeless. They're homeless, you know. Well, you know, we, we, here we talk to many people that come by. To, they don't have, I say, well, we'll, we'll get your bus ticket. We'll send you to your family. I ain't got one. I ain't got one. You don't have one. Well, how'd you get here? You know, you're, you're existing. Where that? You know what? Where, brother, sister, somebody? Oh, well, I got so much on. But see, it's all busted up. This ball busted up. How important it is to have your family. Now, I don't know about y'all, but tomorrow I'm going to enjoy mine. Amen. I'm going to enjoy a pile of them. They stacked on one another at my house. I like it that way. I like it that way. Family, it's a wonderful thing. And, God, and I believe God is a builder. And he's building a heritage in my family that's going to go on and go on. And as long as I'm here on this earth and i got breath, trust me, I'll be talking to him every night about doing that Amen. and seeing that they get it and that they pass it on. What better could I do? What more accomplishment could I do? I don't care. I don't care what I don't care what I leap to. As a matter of fact, maybe I'll bend it all up. But I do care that they know the Lord Jesus. They know him for themselves and who he is and how good he is and what they have because of him. <clears throat> Solomon had built the temple and no hammer was built. It was heard. I said it was, it, it was God built. And listen to this. Getting late now. I thought we was going to get out early. God built the house of David. That's God built. Thank God for that. And I think about Joshua that said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My house. I want God working and building in my house, in my people, in my children. But listen to this, because I think this is so good. God built the house of David in spite of David's failures. Whew. I don't know about y'all, but that makes me feel pretty good. Because I know a little short, white-headed man that makes some failures, that's had some good ones. Okay? But thank God. <clears throat> I'm talking about... <clears throat> yeah, I'm talking about Willard. Isn't it amazing what God did with David's house? Man, I want him, I want him working on my house. How about y'all? I want him be, I, as a matter of fact, I'm trusting and believing that he is. And that's the reason I'm going to thank him tomorrow when I'm with that family. I'm going to thank him for that. And I'm going to ask him to continue to do that for everyone in my family. I'm going to ask, I bet, I bet Glenn wants me to do the same for his. And he's going to be doing the same for his family. I want, God, I want God in them. I want them to know the Lord. And I want it passed on. That's, that's, that's the most. And then, and then enjoy life. Enjoy a prosperity. Because of a wonderful family unit that God has blessed you with. Wow, that is so good. So, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that I got a home in heaven. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord, that I'm a part of the family of God. And thank you, Lord, that you are working in my family, that my people will know you. Amen. That's good, isn't it? Tony, you can ease on up here. I done slipped up on you quick. But we'll close out and uh, just give you opportunity if you just want to come pray or anything or if the Lord, if we never want to take for granted that everybody's right with the Lord, give you opportunity always to come and receive Jesus. Let's stand if you will. Tony, go ahead. <clears throat> With a grateful heart. Mm. Yes. Give thanks because He's given What more could He give than He's already given? <laughs> he's given the best. Yeah.